This agenda isn't, you know, just about, you know, this particular incident. This is about future incidents as well. We can't change the past, but we can create a landing pad for future generations so that things like this are eradicated. I think I think that is like I always say that running is very much can be just an even playing field. It can be a common denominator, especially as we start bridging the gap between, you know, different races and different walks of life. It's going to take absolutely every hand on deck to make sure that we're creating change. So we welcome everyone out with us um, to make sure that we're, we're kind of in this fight together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our very first Audio Run episode. I'm Ashley Arnold. And I'm Kate Schwartz from Fleet Feet. You're listening to the first audio run of a four-part series that we're creating over the next four weeks to coincide with the One Million Miles for Justice event, so that you can listen as you put your miles in. If you're listening around the time we're releasing this, it's June 2020. The One Million Miles for Justice virtual event started on June 15th, and it runs until July 15th, 2020. The group is for all participants collectively to cover one million miles throughout the month. We highly encourage you to join, and you can jump in at any time during the event. The goal is for all participants to collectively cover one million miles throughout the month. You can run, walk, cycle, and move however you want. The cost to join is $25. And the idea is that you commit to at least 25 miles total for the month. You can donate a dollar per mile beyond that distance. The net race profits go to the NAACP, an organization that has been fighting for racial justice since 1940. We'll talk more about the One Million Miles for Justice event, as well as Black Girls Run in this first episode. We interview the CEO and owner of BGR, JL Alexander. My name is uh, JL Alexander, and I am the owner and CEO of Black Girls Run. Black Girls Run, or BGR, was founded in 2009 to address the growing obesity epidemic in the Black community. BGR has chapters across the country that support Black women in adopting a healthy lifestyle, primarily through running and walking. While BGR was founded for Black women, the organization and its members welcome participants of all races with resources, motivation, service opportunities, and group runs. We also interview race organizers Renard Lawler and Virgil Chames, who are also founding members of the Alabama-based Walk Jog Run Club. Okay, my name is Renard Lawler. I am one of the organizers for the Civil Rights Race Series and Operations Director. Uh, I'm Virgil James, one of the organizers uh, of the Civil Rights Race Series, and I'm uh, event manager. After the murder of Ahmaud Arbery, a black man killed while running, the disproportionate toll that COVID-19 has taken on black people, and the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd at the hands of the police, it has become more clear than ever that things have got to change. It was these events that inspired longtime friends Renard Lawler and Virgil Chames to create the One Million Miles for Justice event. Renard and Virgil founded the Civil Rights Series in 2018. They had already established their Alabama-based Walk Jog Run Club to promote healthy living, but they wanted to expand their impact beyond hosting a basic 5K run. So they developed road races in historic areas where significant civil rights events occurred. Their first event was a 51-mile relay from Selma, Alabama to Montgomery, 
on the path of the historic march for voting rights led by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in 1965. The Civil Rights Race Series events were created around the three pillars of health, education, and economic development. Okay, and so as, as we talk about the Civil Rights Race Series and, and its evolution, we developed three pillars that we stand on. And so those three pillars are, first of all, education. As we go into each of these communities, we want our run community, our cycling community, to understand the impact of that community. So we want to tell the story of what happened there. So we'll identify museums, historic trails, uh, monuments that are in those areas. We'll have a participant potentially from that area to come out to our event and speak about what they, you know, what they witnessed, you know, what they experienced. Second thing is we espouse fitness because we're all cyclists, runners. We're advocating for a healthy lifestyle. And then our last component is economic development. So within each of the communities, we try to give back to those communities. What in your mind would really make this event as successful as you want it to be? From my perspective, getting a large, diverse group of people to participate. It, it reminds me of a, an African proverb, uh, I am that I am because of who we all are, meaning that an individual can't grow any larger than what the collective allows that individual to become. And so if we are able to bring this diverse group of people together, you know, to bring this, this vision to life, this movement to life. And so if we're able to amplify that message out to all communities, you know, because these are difficult times and, and difficult conversations are occurring. And so if we in the, the running, cycling and walking community can come together to show that there is a way for us to collect funds, but for us to develop a community that creates an agenda that moves us forward, then I think we've done you know, a, a great service to humanity uh, because this agenda isn't you know, just about you know, this particular incident. This is about future incidents as well. We can't change the past, but we can create a landing pad for future generations so that things like this are eradicated. And together we amplify that message, get the word out, bring a community together and talk about our differences and how we can resolve those things. The last few weeks, I would say in like the last month or so, especially I think, you know, the death of Ahmaud Arbery kind of started to get at least, you know, people started raising eyebrows and especially, you know, because Ahmaud Arbery was murdered while out running. Um, and then all of the other kind of, you know, bigotry and things of that nature started, you know, kind of peeling back its layers. Um, but the running community really showed, started showing solidarity even behind his death, how we did, you know, just coming together for that run on his birthday that weekend. Um, and I, you know, I had a lot of organizations reach out to say, you know, we've never said anything about this, but because he was killed doing something that we all love to do, we feel like we need to say something. And then, you know, things continue to unravel over the coming weeks with Breonna Taylor and now with George Floyd. 
And, you know, now people are doing a little bit more than raising eyebrows. They were like, all right, now we realize there's there's some real problems happening in our community. We've been too complacent and too silent for too long. And now conversations with me are looking a lot different. It's not not, you know, JLO, you know, I'm sorry to hear about this going on in your community. Let's do a one-off run. Now it's how can we work together? We definitely admit that we haven't been the best in being as inclusive as possible in our organization. Um, You know, how can we create some sustainable relationships, create some impactful change? Now it's no, let's have coffee. Let's break out some pens some papers. Let's create a plan. Let's do some follow-up. Let's do some check-ins and let's start putting some things in place that will actually start showing that we want to make a difference. And do you think that the momentum will carry? Like, do you have like this, this feeling about why it will, if you think that it will. And I kind of teeter the fence. I'm like, you know, we're a very ADD community when something is, you know, a hot topic, something is media, just like, you know, the pandemic kind of shifted into this whole, you know, social activism. And now people have forgotten that it's still a virus out there. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, we kind of sometimes, unfortunately, just as a human people, we, we kind of sway with the wind, you know, the media kind of dictates what we focus on. And that's, that's sometimes disheartening, but I do honestly feel like this definitely feels different. There's been a lot more people stepping up to say that this is wrong now. There's been a lot a lot of change happening very quickly in the last couple of weeks that I think that this is definitely a different type of shift that's happening right now. So it definitely feels a lot more hopeful. You know, everyone is thinking, how can I be of assistance? You know, I'm not a marcher. You know, I'm, I'm not sure what I, you know, will I be received in my community if I do this, this, or this, well, this is a way for you to do it. We're saying if you can walk, if you can run, if you can crawl, if you can ride a bike, if you can just take a few steps in your house, you can join in this event. And then our economic impact is through the collective. We don't think this is gonna end in the next 30 days. So we have to create this movement that we have this community that feeds long-term into that resolution. When we were thinking about like this first audio run and like what should we talk about, um, and I, I kept going back to the coronavirus and disproportionately affected, affecting Black populations, you know, it was like this was this decisive moment. Like I'm thinking of like this big soup, which is not probably a good. Um, <laughs> like we can look at police brutality, and this is this this one thing that we can focus on. Um, right. That's like one. That's like one ingredient. It's a lot of it's a lot of different layers to it. And so, you know, we look at we look at COVID-19. Um, well, even before COVID-19 was, you know, introduced or whatever, how whatever you want to articulate it, you know, the mission behind Black Girls Run and WJR Club is that we want to use physical activity to get our communities healthier. Well, we need to get our communities healthier because there are different things in our community where either we don't have access to, you know, grocery stores or we don't have walkable streets 
streets and sidewalks for people to go out running or they just aren't safe communities where you just can't go out your front door and just go walking or running um you know so and then there's you know there's cultural there's other cultural things too so um you know or like access to health care i think i heard someone talking last week it's like at black, black people are at the top of the rates for having COVID-19, but they're also at the top of the charts for being the highest demographic of essential workers. So they're helping, but they're also not receiving the help. And so I was like, ah, that's tough. As a, an international platform now that we're creating uh, with this One Million Miles for Justice, we want to advocate for the healthy lifestyle. In some of the communities, just based on uh, the socioeconomics of, you know, uh, of that community, people don't prioritize health. Uh, it's survival. You know, when you're in a food desert and you don't have access to fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, you aren't really thinking about, I'm going to run me a 5K today. Uh, I'm going to eat you know, this really well-balanced meal today. It's about survival. But we all understand that there is a correlation between health and wellness and longevity. And COVID is just, you know, bringing that situation really to bear. People are recognizing that the underlying conditions are bringing peril to folk and specifically folks of color because the wellness piece is not a, an essential component of living. Living is survival. And so if we can bring about, you know, bring together this international community of, you know, run clubs, you know, health and wellness organizations and individuals, and we talk about healthy living in this time of social injustice, in this time of COVID, then we're doing our part. And so our platform should be that conduit moving forward, not just for social advocacy, but for the advocacy of health and wellness. You know, we need to eat right, but we need to exercise. And you don't need to go out there to, and run a full marathon to be healthy. If you just get out and walk daily, you know, that is uh, an essential component for, you know, extending this thing called life. We need to come together as a community to advocate for social justice. And so if that social justice happens to be, we need, you know, markets in the inner city. You know, we need to reduce, you know, sugars and all this kind of stuff in the diets of our kids in, elementary, middle school, and high school, then that's what this community can be the best, you know, because this is a multicultural community and the reach of this multicultural community can be the pivot point for all of this. And, and so if, you know, if, 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 if we do that, you know, we've done the greatest good that we can do at our age. You know, as race organizers, as race directors, you know, we've done the best that we could do if we bring all these organizations together, because some of them in the historically haven't played really well in the sandbox together. And so if we bring everybody together and we start these types of dialogues, 
and they create interest groups that go out and talk about these things, then we've done our greatest good. Because the brands sometimes are so disconnected from the communities that they service, they don't know what it is to be socially responsible as a corporation. So if this community is the conduit for that, because this community has the capacity to purchase and to talk and to advocate for those that are less fortunate, then we've done our piece. I always say that running is very much can be just an even playing field. It can be a common denominator, especially as we start bridging the gap between, you know, different races and different walks of life. Our community is definitely very welcoming. Um, I, especially in the, the time that we're in now, I definitely invite anyone out, you know, that's non-Black to come and join us out for a run. I think that's when you kind of start branching over and going outside of your comfort zone. I think that's when, again, those awkward conversations and those those things that may not be the easiest thing to do is when we'll start actually, okay, we're, we're making some impact. Figure out where BGR links up and go ahead and just head out there, lace your shoes up and get ready to run with us. You know, there'll be people who who respond kind of like, oh, well, we shouldn't be talking about race. Let's say someone says like, oh, okay, so there's a black girl's run. Like, shouldn't there be a white girl's run? We get that all the time. And you know, you know how people say, well, why is it black lives matter and not all lives matter? Well, if it was... If it was all lives matter, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. And we're not, you know, we're not putting one over the other. We're saying that both are important, but one needs to be elevated a bit more because it has been just siloed out for so long. And so it's not saying that, oh, we're creating this segment and we're being racist even within our own community. No, when people look at it and understand our mission, we're bringing light to the statistics that are killing our community. You know, health, these health statistics are killing our community. And if we don't talk about it, if we don't create an organization that rallies behind it and really strategically starts making an impact to change it, we we won't have to say black girls run anything because you know we, we won't be we won't be in existence to do that so um so yeah so again the the running industry we're already it's already white girls run it's right already all girls run we have black girls run because we we are trying to increase that representation and so um again we welcome i don't care if you're blue gray purple or yellow come out and run with us it's going to take absolutely every hand on deck to make sure that we're creating change so we welcome everyone out with us um to make sure that we're, we're kind of in this fight together Thanks for listening to the first audio run of our four-part series that coincides with the One Million Miles for Justice virtual event. To read the transcript of today's audio run, you can visit fleetfeet.com backslash blog. We also have more information on Black Girls Run, as well as the Civil Rights Race series, including links to their websites. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week.